The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Friday, May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo to all. As you've seen from the title of this one, we are looking at edge defenders. Look, the Jaguars, I think they still need edge, right? Uh, they have their starting edges in, in Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. And of course, Josh Allen is entering the final year of his rookie deal, that fifth-year option of the rookie deal. They have Caleb on Chase on, who they declined his fifth-year option at edge, a former first-round pick. He's kind of in a prove-it year, a contract year now in his fourth year in the league. Jordan Smith coming off the knee injury. They liked him a lot coming out in 2021. Yasir Abdullah, an incredible athlete who's really productive edge rusher, a little small in terms of height, but a lot of uh, a lot of functional muscle mass and, and speed for Yasir Abdullah, no doubt about it. And then they also have Deshaun Dixon, who was kind of a training camp and preseason standout last year. Uh, but what they don't have, they don't have an Arden Key. They don't have a Dewan Smoot right now, right? Both of those players not on the team. Arden Key signed with the Tennessee Titans. Dewan Smoot recovering from an Achilles injury. Not sure his timeline for recovery or if the Jaguars are going to bring him back. So for me, the Jaguars, they need a veteran rotational edge rusher that knows how to get home. They had two of them last year. They need to fill that void in my opinion. They have not done that in 2023. Fortunately for them, for the Jaguars, for Trent Baalke, there's still a dozen plus rushers available on the open market and free agency. And after the draft, these free agent signings, they no longer impact the compensatory pick formula of which the Jaguars earned at least three compensatory picks for the 2024 NFL draft this past offseason. So uh, when you're looking at that, the Jags didn't kind of want to ruin what they had gotten in the in the compensatory pick world um, this offseason by going out and signing players before the compensatory pick um, formula was no longer impacted. Again, after the draft, these, these signings will not impact the comp pick formula. So signing these guys is going to have no impact on their comp picks in 2024, which you love to see. Um, I think tapping into that free agent market, there's two different types of free agents that for me make sense for the Jaguars at edge. Um, there's some guys in their late 20s, maybe early 30s that you probably need to sign to a multi-year deal to land. Um, they still view themselves as starters. They maybe want to um, make more money than some of the other guys on this list. But maybe some of these guys need to start thinking about becoming role players and turning the page. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but then there are those guys, like I mentioned, that are a little older, longer in the tooth, who will probably sign a one-year deal somewhere this offseason. I have a couple of favorites in each of those categories, and we're going to go over them here uh, because I think the Jaguars need to and will tap into this edge market and free agency. Um, Trent Baalke, after the draft, said, you know, there's always time to sign more players, and he said, we're not done putting this football team together. I think... He needs to not be done. 
especially when it comes to the Jaguars' pass rush, because you've got to get pass rush to win in this league. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, The Jaguars, they're going to have what looks like a prolific offense, but if you don't have some sort of pass rush, some sort of defense um, to, to hold up their end of the bargain, you're just not going to be able to win as many games as you want to win. And I think right now, if the Jaguars entered the season with this roster, they'd be fine. They would still be a competitive team, a playoff team. But they're a team now that is trying to do more than just make the playoffs. They're trying to get to the ultimate goal, which is playing in that game in February. So we'll see how it plays out. Looking at the guys who probably want to be starters, bringing them to Jacksonville, how do you convince them? to come to Jacksonville if they still want to be starters because you have your starters in Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen. Do you tell them Trayvon is going to play more inside with a hand in the dirt this year? You just show them the money, which the Jaguars certainly can do. They have plenty of cap space over $14 million right now. Uh, Do you convince them just that they're going to have a shot to win it all? Maybe they're ring chasing. I'm not too sure how you're going to convince someone who views themselves as a starter to come in and be a rotational player Uh, which is why I think potentially getting an older guy who is willing to play a role um, and willing to sign a one-year deal might make even more sense than some of these guys who are going to probably sign multi-year deals. Uh, But I wanted to look at both categories either way because there's certainly some guys that have starting uh, caliber play that would add to the Jaguars' pass rush in a big way. I think you start out here with Frank Clark who, you know, obviously Super Bowl champion, two-time champion with the Kansas City Chiefs. He has a chance to be the NFL's all-time playoff sack leader. Uh, He's just been unbelievable in the critical games throughout his career. I think poaching him from the top team in the conference at 29 years old, uh, a team that beat you twice in 2023, a team that, quite frankly, if you want to get to that ultimate game in February, the Super Bowl, you're going to have to figure out a way to take down the Chiefs. I think poaching from them and getting someone who who has – had plenty of experience with the Kansas City Chiefs, could make sense for the Jaguars. Is he a culture fit? Not 100% sure. Don't know a ton about Frank Clark. Have heard some rumblings about different things off the field with Frank Clark in the past, though. So not sure that he's definitely a culture fit. But from an on-the-field perspective, Frank Clark makes a ton of sense for the Jaguars. Um, and, you know, he he could be more than just a rotational rusher for you. He can do a lot for you. Unique Ngakwe, I think this is the type of player who – Still views himself as a starter, as we've heard from from some reports, but probably needs to start turning the page. He's 28 years old. He's a pass rush demon. There's no doubt about it. And he wants to make as much money while he can, still in his 20s. Uh, but for me, if the Jaguars were able to work out something with Unique Ngakwe to bring him back to Jacksonville, you know, you've heard Tony Khan would be willing to put the past aside. I think Unique Ngakwe would be willing to put the past aside as well because really the issues that were going on here between Unique Ngakwe and the Jaguars organization, those people are no longer in power in Jacksonville. So I think Jan would be willing to come back. This is a guy that just knows how to get pressure and knows how to get quarterbacks on the ground. That's exactly what the Jaguars could use in 2023 for the this pass rush. And then my next guy who um, still probably needs to sign a multi-year deal or will sign a multi-year deal based on where he's at in his career production-wise, age-wise, is Leonard Floyd, who just turned 30. I think he does deserve a multi-year deal, still produces an incredibly high level. I think from a skill set standpoint, he has a lot of what Arden Key brought to the table for you, but even more than what Arden Key brought to you. 
um, last year in 2022. Is Leonard Floyd willing to be a backup? You know, same question with all these guys. I'm not sure, but if the Jaguars were able to work out something with a Frank Clark, a Unique Ngakwe, a Leonard Floyd, I think that would represent probably the biggest impacts that they could make on this roster from an edge standpoint. But then there's plenty of guys who are, like I said, longer in the tooth, who I really value at a high level as well. Justin Houston, 34 years old, just one of the best sack slash pressure artists of his time. He is um, absolutely unbelievable as a designated pass rusher at this point in his career. I'd almost value signing him to a one-year deal over some of those other guys I mentioned because there's no long-term impact cap-wise and he's been signing for the cheap the last couple years and he's producing as a pass rusher at a higher level than pretty much anyone that that you can add right now as a pure designated pass rusher. And similar situation with Melvin Ingram, who's also 34 years old, designated pass rusher for sure. He's going to greatly aid your pass rush wherever he ends up signing and he's been signing for the cheap as of late as well. You've also got Carlos Dunlap, who we've talked about, 34 years old, former Florida Gator. Uh, He just makes an impact wherever he plays, whether it's Cincinnati, Seattle, Kansas City this past year. He bats a ton of passes at the line. He plays the run well, generates pressures, generates sacks. I'd argue there are probably better pass rushers that we're talking about here on this list, but Dunlap is more complete than most of the players you're going to see here. Next up, we've got Marcus Golden, 32 years old. He played for Brenton Buckner in Arizona um, when when Buckner was over there. He can rush the passer off the edge at an extremely high level. Uh, I think he's probably a one-year deal type of guy at 32 years old, but maybe a two-year deal. I think he could probably be gotten for, for fairly cheap, and I think he would be a perfect rotational rusher for the Jaguars as well. Then, of course, you've got Dewan Smoot, who I mentioned at the top. You want to bring DeJuan Smoot back. This is a guy who has dealt with a lot in Jacksonville. He's been very productive in Jacksonville. He's played his whole career here after being drafted by the team out of Illinois. Um, I, I just think you look at DeJuan Smoot, type of guy you want back, but he's coming off an Achilles in December. When's he going to be ready to go? I'm not sure. Either way, I'd like the Jaguars to be able to retain DeJuan Smoot. I just don't know that he's going to give you that impact you need early in the season or maybe even at all in 2023 maybe maybe you sign him and he can gear up for the playoffs playoff run playoff stretch I don't know how long it's going to take him to recover from that Achilles so we'll see how that plays out Um, and there's a bunch of other guys that I think could make sense for the Jaguars the list of free agent edge rushers that are available right now it's still very long you know Jadavion Clowney's out there I guess you could do that I just think it would be a funny fit with kind of the history between Jadavion Clowney and the Jaguars then there's Robert Quinn, who could still be a productive pass rusher. Jason Pierre-Paul, who you know has played with, with Mike Caldwell, Jaguars defensive coordinator. They have their connections back to Tampa. Same thing with William Golston. Um, you have Carl Nassib, who's been very productive as of late in his career. Mario Addison has, a, has had a productive career. Jordan Jenkins, Mario Edwards, Stephen Weatherly. These are some names that could make sense. And there are other flyers the Jaguars could take in free agency here at Edge, but I don't 
think they need to be looking for flyers. They need to be looking for the real thing, for someone who's going to come in and for sure help them get quarterbacks on the ground, get off the field, and give the football back to Trevor Lawrence in 2023. That's what you need here when you're talking about your edge rush. That's the ultimate goal. Get off the field, give the ball back to Trevor Lawrence. That's what we're trying to do here in Jacksonville, no doubt about it. But that'll do it for my edge rushers that I think the Jaguars should absolutely be targeting, watching, monitoring, figuring out uh, how to upgrade the back end of the pass rush because they have Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Josh Allen is a very productive edge rusher. Trayvon Walker, they're hoping, takes a big step in year two, but they lost their veterans behind them. They need to refortify with more veterans, in my opinion. We'll see if the Jaguars do it. I think Trent Baalke is willing to do it. I think they have the cap space to do it. It just comes down to figuring out which one of these guys, or maybe they bring in multiple. They have the cap space to kind of make multiple moves here. Maybe you see them sign an edge that, that it's kind of more of a veteran presence that is established and maybe they bring one in who's more of a flyer because there are some flyer guys out there that have talent for whatever reason it hasn't really worked out for them so far but they could take a step in a new situation um, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Would love to know what you think about these free agent edge rushers. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo or drop a comment in the comment section on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, also like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss a show. If you're on your podcast platform of choice, please subscribe and review. Y'all have a good one, Duval.